0: And on today's episode, a listener writes in and they have a great question. And the question is this, what is doctrine? Well, one of the greatest concerns I have about modern evangelicalism today is a tendency to be theological without being explicitly grounded in sound biblical doctrine. The word doctrine comes from the Greek word diklysos, It means teaching. Doctrine helps Christians to know who God is, what he's done, what the Trinity is, the deity of Christ, his resurrection, salvation, justification, and on and on we could go. Doctrine defines the who and what of Christianity. We're living in a time when many people would rather focus on felt needs and and have this view of their faith in private terms rather than making their faith known in public. But here's the truth, everyone has doctrine. Even the person who believes they are the center of the universe has a doctrine that they view themselves to be a source of truth in a postmodern perspective. If doctrine is what we believe to be the ground of truth, then even those who believe in evolution or other such ideas have doctrine. The key to having sound biblical doctrine is to be grounded in the word of God. And the outgrowth of that doctrinal understanding is theology, the study of God. The goal of Christian theology is to learn about God, His nature, His will, and how they apply to our lives. And while doctrine is interested in what we believe from God's Word, theology is concerned with the application of that truth to our lives and the construction of a biblically-based worldview. For example, it's 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 a doctrinal statement to say that you are a sinner, the Bible declares that Jesus bore our sin in his body on the cross in 1 Peter 2.24 so that we can be justified by faith in and by the righteousness of Christ in Romans 5.1 and escape the righteous wrath of God as John 3.36 says. Doctrine is, a, is vital to our relationship with God and to our salvation. Biblical doctrine anchors Christians in truth to alleviate them from drifting into false teaching. And yet, sadly, many Christians today would rather not bother with doctrine at all. Their attitude is, well, doctrine is for academics, not for me, because it doesn't meet my felt needs. It's all about my application, applying things to my life. And when people take the felt needs approach, they think that God's word is designed only to help them feel better. And when everyone is concerned with what they feel rather than what God has said in His Word, we encountered a problem, namely that the truth coming from God's Word, it doesn't always make us feel good. And this is why people would rather ignore the truth of God's Word. Second Timothy 8:4-3 uh, warns, "For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and to guard and uh, that's why we're to guard and to examine ourselves to make sure we're in the faith as 2 Corinthians 13:5 tells us. For such people, feeling their way through the Bible means asking questions such as, what does this verse mean to you? And yet there is a fundamental flaw to the question because it focuses not on what the text says, but on what I feel. Rather than asking, what does that verse mean to you? We should ask, what does this verse say? Biblical examination is concerned with what the Bible teaches, which once known, it requires us to conform to biblical truth. That's the problem with the felt-needs approach to biblical interpretation and why it's dangerous. To examine what the Bible teaches is to engage in sound principles, doctrinal clarity, and conforming to the truth of the Word of God. Now, when coming to the Bible, you shouldn't treat it as a book that is only meant to make you feel good or even to provide you with the path to riches. true Bible study is centered on both mastering and letting the Word of God master you. You learn doctrine in order to be anchored in the truth of God's inspired, inerrant, sufficient, and authoritative and clear word. And this is why you need to learn the basics of doctrine such as Jesus is God in flesh, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, the Trinity, and why there is a future resurrection to name a few. And so in order to grow in the things of God and in his word, it's vital to learn more advanced doctrine such as God's covenant, through history, the priesthood of Christ, the difference between justification and sanctification, the righteousness of God, and more. Rather than focusing on felt needs and viewing the Christian faith as some privatized part of life, you need to come to the Bible with an attitude of humility to view it as it is, as God's word to you. Do not be deceived by man-made, man-centered expectations and wants, but rather hear, heed, and obey the word of God by accepting its doctrinal teaching as formative for all of your life. And then conform yourself to the word by the renewal of your mind. This is what the Lord tells you to do in Romans twelve two. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And finally, in a world that is tossed to and fro, biblical doctrine provides the Christian a solid foundation for their life in Christ and ministry to the glory of God. And now since doctrine provides the lifeblood of the Christian faith, it follows that doctrine also provides the fuel for discipleship. And many people might ask why doctrine matters in relationship to discipleship. At first, it may sound pious, even correct. You might say, even, I just want to be a disciple of Jesus. And yet, the question becomes, how can you be a disciple of Jesus without doctrine? It's a doctrinal statement to say that you are a Christian, because with that statement comes the biblical truth that you believe Jesus Christ is the only way to God, as John 14, 6 tells you. And only through Him... Through Christ, can you be saved by believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, as we see in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-10? And so if we agree that doctrine is essential to discipleship, the question now is, how does doctrine inform discipleship? And to ask this question is to venture into the nitty-gritty of the Christian life where the proverbial rubber meets the road. And yet, before we go there, we must understand that even the apostles struggled to know who Christ was and what he would do to them. This was before he bled, died, and rose, and ascended. Many Christians today struggle to understand that when they live their lives as if what they believe doesn't matter, they're going to be tossed to and fro every which way, as Paul talks about in Ephesians 4.14. You see, when we view the Christian life in terms of how we live— Rather than from what we believe, there's a massive problem. How will I live when severe trials come? When trials and difficulties come, when difficult people come into our life, and they always do, they reveal the strength or the lack of our doctrinal understanding. If you're not grounded in what you believe of God in the Bible, then you'll all be so consumed with what ought you to do in your own strength, in your own sufficiency. You'll be consumed with, how should I live? And when difficulty comes to those who focus on how will I live, their response isn't to lean in and to trust the promises of God, but rather to lean on your own strength and even perhaps grumble against the Lord. Now, those who understand that sound biblical doctrine comes from God's word, they live the opposite way. They root their lives in sound doctrine for the purpose of weathering trials and hard times. To them, it's more about what they believe than it is about how they live. They first ask the question, who is my God, not how should I live? Only when we have a high view of God and a high view of God's word can we persevere in Christ and live in a godly manner. And it starts with Christ. Otherwise, we're going to be tossed by every wind of doctrine and the latest and the greatest fads in the, in the Christian bookstores and the Christian conference circuit, the music scene, or what even the most recent popular television declares is truth. You see, doctrine and discipleship, they give shape to what Christianity is all about. They are the twin engines that propel the Christian and their ministry in the local church and beyond to strengthen the church and advance the gospel of Jesus. And when we emphasize doctrine to the exclusion of discipleship, we're teaching people to have a head full of knowledge without having their experience seen through a biblical worldview. This is why doctrine fuels discipleship, and together they both provide the fuel for the Christian life in Christ. Doctrine and discipleship give shape to the local church's mission of seeking the lost and making disciples to the glory of God. And so doctrine and discipleship fuel all ministry because they propel biblical Christianity forward in a culture that is increasingly obsessed with itself. Paul says this in 1 Timothy 4.16, Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. Holy living and sound teaching must go together. If anyone wants to be a blessing to anybody... This is why Paul teaches Timothy to keep a close watch on himself and on the teaching. He must persist in holy living and vigilance with respect to teaching. The promise is that given that for by so doing you will save both yourself and your hearers. Every single Christian is saved by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone, not by works. And yet, since holy living and sound teaching are a fruit of the faith, Paul is able to say that by so doing... Timothy will save himself and his hearers God promised a special reward to his faithful ministers and to all uh, his faithful witnesses many Christians today focus their life situations such as trials problems difficulties and on and on and when these difficulties come and they will what happens Well, when you and I as Christians focus only on our lives to the exclusion of grounding ourselves in the word, we're going to fail to keep watch on what is truly important in our lives, that is a biblical doctrine to ground our lives in God himself. Biblical doctrine helps Christians weather the storms of life by building a foundation that is rooted in God himself. And the end result of this approach is that while we may struggle at times during trials, we're going to be sustained through those tough times of life through a firm reliance on the goodness and the providence of God who uses such situations to grow us in His grace. And so I want to encourage you to grow deep and wide in the Lord by reading, by studying, and meditating on God's Word, which testifies from Genesis to Revelation and everywhere in between of the person and work of Jesus Christ. And by grounding your life in the Word of God, your life will increasingly reflect the truth of Scripture by the grace of God. You see, you and I as Christians, we need Christ, and we need Him all the time. This is the reality and the necessity of our lives. In fact, Jesus takes non-Christians and transfers them from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus. Without that transfer, there is no way our lives can be grounded in God and His Word. Thankfully, through the person and the finished work of Christ, he has saved his people, is sanctifying them, and will one day glorify them. so examine your life today in light of Paul's exhortation to watch your life and doctrine. See whether you're focusing more on your life or whether you are building a strong foundation based on God's word. You can tell if your life is, is, is based upon God and his word by your response to trials and difficulties. In such trials, ask yourself if you know the peace of God that passes all understanding, as Philippians 4:8 tells you. Do you put the, to flight thoughts of anxiety by taking them captive to the word of God, as 2 Corinthians 10.5 tells you? Or do you focus on those negative thoughts, those situations, those trials, to the exclusion of thinking about God and his promises? How we respond during these times will say a lot about where we are in our walk with God. Know and serve Jesus, and you will heed Paul's words to Timothy to keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. For in do- so doing, you will go deep and gro- wide in the gospel, as Paul told Timothy to do in 1 Timothy 4.15. Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress." Timothy was to saturate himself in the gospel, to be nourished on the words of the faith in Scripture, and to train himself for godly living, so that he may conduct himself in such a manner that no one would despise his youthfulness, as Paul told them in 1 Timothy 4.12. He was to immerse himself, which literally meant to be absorbed in them. And it's the same for you and I as Christians today. We never outgrow our need for the gospel. We never outgrow our need for Christ and we never outgrow our need to grow in our understanding and our skill in handling the word of God. This is why we are to watch our life and our doctrine by not relying on ourselves, but on the grace of God through the word of God. Immerse yourselves in the language and the world of the Bible and never look back. In doing so, your life will increasingly be saturated in the gospel and others will see your progress in your inevitable spiritual maturity and your love for God's people." Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching uh, this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe,